Hey everybody, Talking Truth. I'm Dan Whitney, also known as Larry the Cable. I've done so many things. I'm not going to have time to do all my credits. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hey, Talking Truth. This is our podcast. We hope you're getting something out of it. Um, we're in Season 9, Courage to Lead. Uh, as always, the fabulous Brian Clark, the unbelievable Nat Crawford is with me. And uh, we're talking First uh, Samuel 5, 1 through 12. God wins with or without your help. And let me just ask you this. Is the world a mess? Absolutely, the world's a mess. Are the leaders failing us? Absolutely. But do we need to hide in fear? Absolutely not. And why? Because God wins. He wins. And you and I get to be a part of all of the winning if we want to be. And that's what we're talking about today on Talking Truth. Format goes, Brian reads the message, and Nat and I will comment on it. And hopefully people listening, you'll have kind of the same. I feel like we have kind of the same questions that other people would ask. Anyway, I'm hoping. So uh, we'll try to be thorough with it. So, okay, Brian. You know, for 42 years, I've tried to be a decent husband to my wife, Patty. It's not always easy, but I have to do it. Why? Matter of fact, Patty said she wants to see you after the show. Yeah, right? I know. Well, that's why the show's <laughs> going to run long. <laughs> to make this less and less long as possible. <laughs> why? Because I have a marriage license. I mean, once I sign that marriage license, I'm obligated to fulfill my duty as a husband whether I like it or not, right? Is that really what marriage is all about? Well, of course not. It's a love relationship, not simply some obligation I have to fulfill. In the same way, our salvation as Christians is not merely a ticket to heaven that now obligates us to fulfill some duty. It's a love relationship with Jesus. If we lose sight of this, we may start to believe we're doing God some big favor by serving him. We might think God's pretty lucky to have me on the team. You know, what would he do without me? The truth is, God doesn't need any of us to get the mission accomplished. He's fully capable of winning the victory with or without us. That's what our story is all about on this episode. In the last episode, we left the story with the Philistines having captured the sacred Ark of the Covenant. So now what? The Philistines have five major cities on the coastal plain. So they took the Ark to the Temple of Dagon in the city of Ashdod. The Philistines had many gods, but Dagon was their top deity. If you remember the story of Samson, He was in the temple of Dagon when he pulled the pillars down, and the temple collapsed on the people. That was in the Philistine city of Gaza. This is Ashdod. Now the ark was placed in the temple before the statue of Dagon. This was symbolic of their belief that their god had defeated the Hebrew god. The Hebrew god now dwelt in the house of Dagon. However, when they got up in the morning, they saw that Dagon was on his face before the ark in a posture of worship. Uncertain of what happened, they picked him up and put him back in his place. The language is important here. The Philistines believed Dagon's place 
was over the God of the Hebrews. After all, they won the battle. But once again, the next morning, Dagon is on his face before the ark in a posture of worship. Only this time his head, hands, and feet have all been cut off. In the ancient world, this symbolized total defeat. Dagon had been totally defeated in his own house. Without any soldiers, no army, no nation, God still wins. He will not share his throne with any other god. It is politically correct today to believe that all roads lead to God, and everyone is free to define God any way they choose. In other words, all gods are true gods. But this story reminds us what God thinks about that belief. There is only one true God, and he refuses to share his glory with another. God's hand was heavy on the Philistines, and he struck them with misery and tumors. The people were in agony, so they sent the ark down the road to the Philistine city of Gath. When God smote the people of Gath with tumors, they sent it down the road to Ekron. The people of Ekron had heard of the agony the ark caused and cried out to have the ark removed from their city and returned to Israel. The Philistines knew now if they didn't return the ark back to Israel, they would all die. God won, and Dagon lost. While the nation of Israel cowered in fear, waiting for the Philistines to destroy them, God was defeating the Philistines without the help of one single Israeli fighter. The glory of God may have departed from Israel, but God is still glorious with or without them. He is still God, no matter what. God's glory cannot be diminished. God by himself is a majority. He wins. He is glorious with or without anyone else. What are the Philistines to do now? Well, we'll see in the next episode. But for now, let's ponder this idea of God's glory. No matter what, he wins. No politician can change that. No celebrity or preacher can change that. No nation or world religion can change that. There is one true God, and he is glorious, and he wins, with or without us. God graciously invites us to join him with what he is doing in the world, but he doesn't need us. We aren't doing God some big favor by serving him. Rather, he's extended the favor to us. We are invited to join him in his victory. With all the messes in the world today, I can lay my head on my pillow at night knowing God wins, no matter what. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's no reason to panic. I shouldn't act like the sky is falling and all is lost. God wins, and I get to be part of it. That's a reason for hope and peace every day. We'll bring in Dan and Nat to talk about this, but first, let me remind you that today's episode is sponsored by Go Tandem, your spiritual fitness app. Start a daily spiritual workout plan that's tailored to your needs. That's Go Tandem. Download it today. So how about that, guys? 
God wins. Absolutely, he wins. And mm. when you lay your head on that pillow, would that be a my pillow with Giza sheets? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it would be in my house. Yeah, I'm more of a Walmart guy, probably. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's amazing. It is completely amazing that God wins, knowing that you are saved and and once your life expires, you wake up in the presence of God in heaven is so comforting and so fantastic. And I love what you said earlier about it's a love relationship with Jesus. And that's what I think we talk about a lot on the show, especially me, because I want people that are inquisitive about Christianity and they don't know much about it. It's not about religion. It's about a love relationship with Jesus. That's what it's about. Mm. And when you got that figured out and you stay close to Jesus and you read the words and you read the Bible and you stay engaged, you start to understand the difference between religion and a love relationship with Jesus. It's two completely different things. Yeah, it really is. And I, and I think this story is such a good reminder of no matter what's happening around us, we really can trust God. And that's why I think, to your point, engaging in God's Word, coming back to His Word continually, engaging with uh, other Christians is so important because what do we typically do, at least what I do, is I fix my eyes on the problem, on the chaos, on the politicians, on the legislation, on the news, on the social media thread. And the reality is I am putting all my focus on the things that frankly will do nothing but disrupt and try to destroy my faith. Rather, why why don't we just simply go back to his word? I mean, we read the story and it's so abundantly clear. Don't trust your circumstances, trust God. I mean, that's something we all need to come back to daily, and yet I forget. <laughs> exactly, and because you do do that, this is the perfect time to witness to people. Hmm. Uh, the way the world's going, all that you turn on the news and it's all garbage. You can't even really go on the Internet and look at stuff. But, you, look, you know, I like going on and checking out Brave stuff and my Husker stuff. You can't even do that anymore without mm-hmm. some kind of political fervor going on. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds you what a mess the world is in. But here's the deal. If you love Jesus and he's in your heart, and like I said, you're staying engaged, this is a good time to witness to people because Mm. how come you're so happy and full of hope? And how come things aren't bothering you Mm. like they're bothering other people? How come you, How you know, what is going on in your life? I want to be, how are you staying so you know, so hopeful and happy. Well, I got Jesus living in my heart. That's why. Well, tell me about, tell me about this Jesus. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. You <laughs> that know? That's good. Well, <laughs> you know, people will want to know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. They'll want to know. Yeah, this is one of my favorite Old Testament stories because God defeats the Philistines all by himself. <laughs> he didn't need one single soldier right to fight for him and mm-hmm. i think it's easy to forget that you listen to a lot of christians and they seem to be under the assumption that unless we have a majority the sky is falling everything's falling apart and the reality is god 
is a majority. God's, mm. God's always used a remnant. Mm. And the fact is that I can be at peace, that, that God's got this under control, and I don't have to live my life in a state of fear or panic or anger. I, I just choose not to live that way. Well, I think the story, it actually reminds me a lot of the spiritual battle that, that we all begin in. And, you know, according to the book of Ephesians, we're all born spiritually dead. And there is nothing we can do to change it. It's like we're waking up in a class and we have an F and there's no amount of homework, extra credit, anything we can do, no summer school to get out of it. But Ephesians 2 tells us, but God, being rich in mercy, makes us alive together with Christ. For it's by grace you've been saved through faith. It's all God, totally God. We can't even begin to participate in our, in our salvation. He does it all. Here we have the story here where God doesn't need anyone to participate in this battle. He handles it for them, and that's a reason to celebrate. We see it here. We see it in our salvation. And to Dan's point... That changes everything for today and our future. We don't have to fear because God is in control. Absolutely. So, so let me ask you a question because I know you're preaching through Ephesians these days. Yeah, that's, wow, you, you pay attention. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that one of many ways to God hmm. or is that the only way to God? Wow, that's a really big question. I hope I get this one right. I'm glad you're answering. Yeah, well, I think Jesus answered that for us, right? Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, which then Paul would echo. In Ephesians 2, it is the heart of the gospel, right? There is no other way to God because spiritually dead things are dead. They can't do anything because they're dead. There is no other way to God. We could, every religion could be wrong, but surely we can't all be right because we're all saying very different things. And I think if we're honest and we take a careful evaluation of our spiritual health and what we would refer to as our sin debt, the sins we've committed, good grief, we're in a world of trouble. We have to have someone who can rescue us. And from what I've seen in Scripture, and seeing evidence around me, it's only through Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And not only that, there's, it's like you look at the world today. Who, I mean, Christians get blamed for everything. <laughs> so you're kind of thinking, well, why isn't anybody else getting? Because the devil doesn't like Christians because he doesn't like Jesus and he doesn't like the Bible and he doesn't like the gospel. So the devil's going to try to get rid. So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, mm. you see all these like you go like you you go down to like uh, uh, an anti-abortion rally. There's every religion represented in that rally. And then they interview people. Yeah, these Christians and their Bible. You know what I mean? Mm. We're the one that gets blamed. Which means, there you go. That's the only one that seems they want to eradicate. Mm. Who does who does the devil want to eradicate? So Christians. We are clear. <laughs> <laughs> Am I off the deep end of it? No, no, you're, no you're, you're fine. No, you're swimming in the shallows with us. I just good. want to come back to this so people are clear. All roads don't lead to God. No. That's right. The Bible couldn't be more clear. Absolutely. So the only way you can arrive at that conclusion is you have to throw out the Bible. Right. right. And then we're all just making it up. 
right? right. So there's no authority in that. And I don't understand. And here's the thing. And people, wow, they get all mad when you say that. Well, then, then evidently that's between you and the Lord. That's you know, that's what it says. That's what God says. That's what Jesus Christ says. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're free to not believe that at all, but don't get mad at me because yeah, I believe it. Yeah. That's what I believe. That's what the book says. Right. That's what Jesus says. Absolutely. Well, and that's why I always go back to Don't try to eradicate my religion just because you don't like what it yeah. says. Well, that's where I, I, and I think we all in this room would say the same thing. You don't have an issue with us. You have an issue with God, right? Let's just go back to the Bible and see what it actually has to say about this topic. And Jesus gave the definitive answer. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's this interesting dynamic where people that oppose that want to say to us as Christians, we don't have the right to impose our view on everyone else Mm -hmm. and yet in saying that they're they're giving themselves the right to impose their view on everyone else it's like why is it okay for them to do it but it's not okay for us to do it the intolerance of intolerance at its best Mm -hmm. and and i think one thing we can do as christians to help bridge some of that gap is to be better uh, listeners and engage in better questions because I've noticed in my own approach to evangelism, I have, I have the gospel and I know how to present it. But chances are you've got to remove a lot of barriers to them being able to hear it. And so when I can engage with someone, actually hear what they're trying to communicate, find out exactly what they're trying to communicate and why they believe it, they are more in a position to then begin to listen and to ask the questions of me. So by me practicing the tolerance that they promote, they're in a position now to actually listen. That's at least been my, my, uh, my experience. So going back to what Dan said earlier, which I, I totally agree with, and that is I think what's gonna speak volumes in this culture of fear and anxiety is when we as Christians actually conduct our lives in such a way mm-hmm. that it seems like we truly believe God is in charge. Mm-hmm. God wins. There's every reason to have hope. It, it's like, I think that's going to be a message that's going to resonate with people. Absolutely. And then when you get in a discussion with somebody, don't be a jerk and don't go, oh, I, you know what I mean? I, that, you don't do that either. You don't. Mm. You don't do that. You're you're kind and you're gentle and you present the gospel in a in a good way. You don't. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're gonna go to hell. You, know, <laughs> you don't do stuff like that. I always think I'm trying to help. You. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to win an argument. Right. I'm mm-hmm. trying to help you. That's that's the better posture, I think. And that's that's what this podcast is all about, because we care about you and we want you to experience the hope that we have, the peace that we have, and the loving relationship we have with Jesus. Absolutely, that's all we're that's all we're trying to do. I mean, you know, it's and and it's not. Don't confuse a relationship with Jesus Christ with religion. Mm. Don't confuse those two. Two different deals. Hey everybody, we all got questions about God, we got questions about the Bible, we got questions about Jesus, I know I do, God wants us to ask questions, he wants us to learn, well guess what, now's your chance to ask those questions, send an email to questions at talk, the letter N, 
talkintruth.com. That's at talkintruth.com. And we're going to do our best to answer all of them during our special Q&A episode coming up February 19th. And trust me, it's going to be good. If it's not good, it's not my fault. It's Brian's and Nats or whoever else is in here. All right. See y'all later. Get it done.